G'day, dorks, and welcome into Lords of Dorktown, a podcast all about anime, cartoons, and video games. I'm your host, Philip, and the dork joining me. It is the belonged awaited that's not a word it is the long awaited return of the cartoon the belonged <laughs> it's the long awaited return of the cartoon cunt himself tayo how you doing bud pretty good yeah i put that on my resume it didn't help me get any jobs the cartoon cunt yeah, yeah. nah 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 nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah. put it on your tinder though that'll help <laughs> <laughs> nah there's no way i'm letting any dubes find out i'm doing this <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fair. That is fair. <laughs> oh man, it is it is fantastic to have you back. I've been waiting to do this episode for so long. Another debate episode like we did back in like episode 28, I think it was, like ages ago. We did the Yu-Gi-Oh debate. Yeah. Which I hands down beat the shit out of you. No, with. no way. <laughs> Go back and listen to the recording. There's fucking no way. Bullshit. And uh, he coming back to get another absolute smackdown. You've decided to step into the ring again, but this time we're debating uh, Young Justice, a series very close to both of our hearts. Yeah, it's it's up there with Avatar: The Last Airbender for me in like um, rewatch time. Where I've yeah. I've watched season one and season two each episode easy like twenty times. Mm. Like I there was just, just the same as Avatar was for a little while. Young Justice was my nighttime show. So yeah, I'd for just sure. Watch like three episodes and pass out. And yeah, yeah, amazing, great show. It's yeah, it's truly is fantastic. And because because we were doing this episode, I did like the a small rewatch. I didn't rewatch all of it because. I did. <laughs> I rewatched season two as well. I've got so much. Like I'm watching so much of the like uh, the next couple of episodes. I'll I'll go into all the shows that I'm watching at the moment because my like I'm watching a fuck ton. It's been yeah. it's been good. There's heaps of good content coming out lately. It's also awesome to finally get this done because how many times have we rescheduled this? Like five times. Now? This is like the fifth time we've rescheduled this. It's yeah. fucking. This is the episode that was like it's almost the cursed episode. It's yeah, it's fucking. Sure. It's I been oh. yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely... Hit. Oh, it turns out I'm in hospital now, sorry. I think I literally... <laughs> I, I hit you did it first. Yeah, I did yeah. it first. I was like, we're supposed to record, and then I ended up in hospital for like three days. And then the three days after where we scheduled like two records, I just kept being like, just kept taking painkillers and being like, yeah, I, I can't talk. Yeah, what? Well, like, just dribbling. I want to find the the exact message I sent to you. Where is it? Um. Anyway, I'll feel. Yeah, you, you, you. So yeah, we're going to be talking about Young Justice season one and season two. We're going to be comparing which season is the better season. We'll go into the arguments later. But for me, man, I, I remember Young Justice really fondly because it was one of the shows that started airing on a, a channel we had here in Australia called uh, Go which was like a fun new channel, or like in, I want to say the 88 mid... 88 Go. Yeah, 88 Go. It's 99 now. Is it? Yeah. I haven't, ha- I haven't watched free-to-air TV in so long. Yeah, well, I, I watch it when I'm with my parents and I just crack the shit. Oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Go was like, it came out in the mid-2000s. It was I'd a spin-off of Channel 9. the mid-2000s. It was like the late 2000s, early 2010s. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Yes. It was like, it was 
two, I'm saying it was around tw- 2005. No way. Yeah, because I... It's closer to 2008 than anything. Oh, I don't know. We're, go- we're fucking, we're Googling ferociously here, listeners. But yeah, Go was this like, <laughs> it was a spin-off channel from one of the main kind of free-to-air channels we get here in Australia called Nine. Uh, a spin-off called Go. And it had like a weird assortment of afternoon cartoons. It kind of tried to capitalize on the on the hole in the market, I suppose, of good afternoon cartoon programs. Um, and it, it, it did really well. This was how I got my first introduction to Young Justice, uh, Batman Brave and the Bold. It had a lot of DC cartoons, actually. It also introduced me to Ben 10. Yeah, Ben 10. Um, there was an awful show on there that I watched religiously called Monsuno, which is kind of like Bakugan, yeah, like but Beyblades. Budget Bakugan, like, yeah. budget Beyblades. Yeah. Um, I don't, well, like, we're both just Googling so hard. I know, I can't. Start in <laughs> Australia. Man, I... I'm certain I was... It says 1956 here, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> it was digital TV. It's when you're like, oh, buy your set-top box, everyone. We're going to run out of analog channels. Okay. So digital TV started in 2001. <laughs> January 1st, 2001. No one had that. <laughs> no, I did not have that. Um, uh, how the fuck can we not find this? Uh, this is insane. I've just I'm I'm on the Wikipedia page for timeline. Two hours later, Prime Eight launched in June eight. <laughs> you know, in uh, two thousand five, March seven, ABC two launches uh, with an episode of Landline. Two hours later. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 9th of August two thousand and nine. Go launches. See? Yes, you were closer. 9th of August two thousand nine. Anyway, I would say I was more right. You were more right. Um, <laughs> if we're doing the, like the Wheel of Fortune, oh, not Wheel of Fortune. Price is right rules. You um, win. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yes, go launches, and it launched with an afternoon. Um, yeah, I, as I said, an afternoon uh, lineup of kids' cartoon and Young Justice on there, and that's where I first got my introduction of Young Justice. And ever since then, uh, it was one of those shows that was really easily available to illegally get. Like everyone had uh, VPN or not VPN, like torrents of it. Yeah, yeah. That was back in the good old days of like the golden era of internet piracy. Oh, the golden era of going to school with hard drives and just yeah, exchanging and just hard drives. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I just remember I'd just I'd be like, uh, I would go to the post office and I'd buy a, a blank hard drive and within 48 hours it would be full. A blank hard drive that was like a total of 8 gig if you were lucky. Oh, mate. <laughs> like, I spent $30 on this 8 <sighs> gig USB. I, um, someone gave me a USB the other day at work to just transfer some files and I hadn't touched a USB in ages and it was the tiniest USB oh, and I looked down. Square. I looked down and it said one terabyte. Yeah. And I, it just blew my mind because the <laughs> last time I held a USB, it was like, the size of my Ten finger times the size. and yeah. it was like 2.4 gigs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that was the same. I wigged out the other day. And yeah, it's just like a tiny little box that just like yeah. the, the USB like connection port is bigger than the actual it's, like storage space. It's yeah. the, I felt old. Back in my day, we I know. used to have VHS tapes. We're not even 30 <laughs> and we talk like we're fucking 80. This is embarrassing, but we should get onto the debate of young justice. So I am arguing that uh, season two is uh, far superior than season one and you have decided to take the arguably 
the hardest stance to take in any kind yeah, of pop I, culture. I definitely agree that season one is arguably the harder debate to put forward. Being I'm, are we, I'm interested. Unlike Yu-Gi-Oh, which was like clear season one, far superior. Bullshit. Dual school. <laughs> GX is so much better than OJ. <laughs> it's not. But we're not. We're not talking about this again. <laughs> yeah. We are here. We are here to debate. So let's get into it. Yeah. Debating has existed since the dawn of human thought. From ancient Greece to modern day political races, debate has been used to settle arguments and give the gift of creative thinking to the masses. Some of the greatest debates are described as battles of wit and intelligence, more thrilling than brutish men swinging sharpened steel towards one another. Today is no different. Two titans who are neither qualified nor experienced in debate square off to argue one of the most hotly contested issues, plaguing society as a whole. Is season one of Young Justice better than season two? It's time to do, 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 do. debate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's time to debate. <laughs> Didn't even bother re-recording Fuck the no. sample. You just live chucked it in there. Live drop. <laughs> we're fucking, we're live dropping, mate. We're out here in the streets. Okay. <laughs> I went first last time, so uh, you're so going first this time. So hit me. Season one, Young Justice. Is it better than season two? Short answer, yes. Long answer, also yes. Okay, <laughs> let's do this. Okay, let's start with the beginning. Not the beginning great of Young place Justice. place to start. <laughs> Not the beginning of Young Justice because that's season one, you know, the better one. Mm. Let's start with the beginning of both episodes. Recently, I watched them side by side. Okay. I started watching the, the first episode of season one, then the first episode of season two, so on and so forth, until I got towards the end. And you know what I realized? Season two is shorter. Episode time? No, episodes, numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah. less episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as good. Okay. Oh, you're just going just like quantity-wise? <laughs> yeah, quantity. There we go. Okay. One factor. Quantity-wise, not as good. Okay. Yeah. Um, the the first episode, um, well, just the intro in general, you start out with this, you get this big, long, cool intro music and stuff like that. You get some little flashes as it's like... You get to see little um, previews of what's going on in the episode. Great. I'm a big fan of opening sequences. Amazing noticeable ones being like Adventure Time, Regular Show, Gravity Falls. Mm. There's some really good ones. Young Justice is up there with like such a such a good intro. You know what they do in season two? They fucking rip that away. Mm. You just get this tiny little... Which is yeah. the invasion word coming up. So just there... There's already we're already missing quantity wise so much potential. Um, the you know we get introduced to um, Superboy very early on. You know we get the first episode. We got this good two part opener with finding out Superboy, getting a good introduction and stuff like that. Um, you know he it there's this 
interesting part of him not being able to fly, which is original Superman couldn't fly. He could leap tall buildings in a single bound. And how they put that in there, I think it's Wally that's like, oh, at least you can leap tall buildings in a single bound. So there's like just a little nod to the fans there, which I think is generally um, a lot more fun. When we're comparing early season one, they're learning to build as a team. They're learning their manoeuvres. Superboy's still like learning that even though he's strong, he still has to learn tactics. They're doing all of that. Whereas you start season two, they're a well-oiled machine. There's there's the fun of seeing these dynamics interact and build relationships is sort of missing because we have this big time skip where all of that's established. We go into like um, in the first episode of season two, um, they're fighting Clayface which is, you know, a callback to the they fought Clayface in season eight in, um, I mean, in episode eight in season one. So it's just this little callback. But again, there are different reiterations mm. of Clayface. So I just think there's nice little notes to that. But again, it's like they didn't, they, it was lacking originality. Like they were literally training a, a, like a sequence that has already happened. And then we get fucking Dick and Tim, you know, so Dick's now Nightwing in... Um, season two, but then we have Tim as Robin who has like a shitter backstory is less charismatic, has shitter costume. Like fucking Tim's costume is so shit compared to Dick's. Dick is obviously the superior Robin. <laughs> better than I don't Jason, know. I don't know if the microphone's just, I don't know if the microphone's <laughs> just picked up and my eyes just nearly fucking bugged out of my skull. Oh, I love for you to try and tell me why you think, Tim Drake, Tim Drake is, is better than Jason. I mean, better than fucking <laughs> Tim Drake is the su- Tim Drake is not the superior Robin, but he is better than Dick Grayson. Robin. He's literally the third best Robin. Uh, I think. I oh know. I think he's even the fourth. I think it would have to go like Dick, then Jason because mm, he's cool as fuck. Then Damien, then mm, Tim. I like Damien. I really like Damien Wayne Robin. <laughs> I always have. I think Damien Wayne Robin, especially in a lot of the like in the DC. Um, uh, animated uh, movie universe, Damian Wayne uh, Robin is fantastic. He's yeah. he's so great in those in those uh, and movies because he's, he's so different to the rest. He's of so Robins, di- yeah, he's exactly. Dark and yeah. he's got a sword, and then you get like Nightwing, Red Hood, Red Robin, yeah, and then Robin with a, a cape and a sword. Yeah, and cool. like and Damian Damian Robin is like he's he's still trying to fulfill the Robin mantle in such an interesting way. And it leads to a Batman Robin relationship that's more, I'd say, more engaging than the rest of them. Because yeah. a lot of the Robins are very subservient to to Bruce Wayne, which I mean, a lot of the Bat family is subservient to Bruce Wayne. I mean, um, in more recent series of Young Justice, they even go into that a little bit. Yeah, it's um, cool. And you get like orphan. But yeah, I would say, I would say, just how quick, is, quick how is order Tim better than Dick. Order of Robins, just like I, I love Nightwing. I love Nightwing, but I think Dick Grayson is a bad Robin. I just think he's a bad Robin. He was never meant to be Robin. He was always meant to be his own thing. But I he never meant to be Robin. He literally was meant to be Robin. No, he but was like li- he that's was like being like, oh, Bruce Wayne never meant to be Batman. No, but like it's like a Dick Grayson was never meant to be a sidekick. I never wanted. No, he had to become fully fledged Nightwing yeah. and become his own. But the, the, but this is the origin. Okay, like, it's literally the, So it's like oh, we got budget. Robin. We got the less good Robin in this series. Mm. We we also got, you know, fucking Beast Boy running around collecting souvenirs, which was Wally's thing. Like, literally, there are so many callbacks in this second season. Yeah. That, that, 
because season one is better. And they're like, oh, instead of, you know, trying to do something good, we'll just call back to the amazing series. So I definitely think um, if, if you look at the beginnings and the ends, they're much stronger in season one compared to season two. The, the fucking four-part ending. You don't have a four-part ending. You have a two-part ending and you're missing the last two episodes of that season. There's a four-part ending, um, like, f- from agendas, when, like, when the Justice League is sitting there and they're debating who on the team should join the Justice League, when they, they're, the whole Red Arrow thing can't finally coming to fruition all the way at the end of season one is amazing setups. Like, towards the end, this four-part ending where you have like you find out about Superboy getting the shields and you find out Artemis's origin, you find out Miss March Miss Martian and there's so much that comes to like a beautiful like crescendo right at the end of this season. It's much stronger than just seeing Wally die. Amazing ending like that's the thing. I love season 2 and it's great. Um but the end of debate there, guys. Good work. <laughs> season two is great. Yeah, Let's it, wrap it, it up. It definitely, but <laughs> it is inferior to season one. Like that, that ending is great. You get to see Wally die. It's, it's heart wrenching. It's amazing. It's got fucking nothing on the four episodes of like fucking Savage coming in and setting up the missing fucking um, 12 hours or 13 hours that mm. the, the Justice League goes away for. I think it's, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like there's. There's just so much built up. And even this starts laying seeds for season two. Yeah. I mean, you, you've, you've brought up a lot of good points there. I think, I think I'm going to take the stand for a bit in, in a little bit of defensive here. So when it comes to season one and season two of Young Justice, they're both very unique beasts. In fact, I'd like to go back to the first episodes um, as you did because the, the first episode of season one of Young Justice is in my opinion, the strongest pilot ever made for a cartoon series. Thank you. I, th- I think it is. I, I really do think it is. I think I think the way you see um, the separate um, sidekicks fighting along with their with their mentors, fighting all these ice villains, it's a good way to introduce... Like, it, it's an, a fantastic way to introduce us to the, the world of DC and it immediately... And dynamics, yeah, personality exactly. traits. Like, the speedsters coming late, even though they're the speedsters. Yeah, like... Yeah. like Aqualad's, uh, the way Aqualad kind of... On task. Yeah, yeah. and his, his relationship with his with his king and his mentor. Uh, we get to see, you know, the cheekiness of, of, of young Dick Dick Grayson who kind of loses a lot of his, his, his um, li- like, not life, but his, his kind of... Yeah, his innocence. He, yeah. He becomes Nightwing. Like, yeah. he stops being fun. Oh, let's throw some fucking ball bearings at someone, Robin, to let's beat the fuck out of them with short sticks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah, there, there is a lot. And that, and that first episode, it also introduces you to the to what this, this world is going to be because the DC Universe is... Although it's very similar to the Marvel universe, the DC animated universe is it's a lot more full on. It, there's no hand holding. It's 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 very Yeah. This is a world where where superheroes exist, have existed, and the the rest of the world is just kind of tags along in this in this superhero universe. Like it's very yeah. much, you know, superheroes are, are very prevalent in society and we come into a world where the Justice League is already set up, you know, the everything's pretty much into into motion as well like the earth is very aware that it is 
Oh, no, no. Earth isn't super aware of aliens. Like, the existence of aliens isn't super... Yeah, that do, that yeah, is more of a season two thing. They, they're kind of towing the line in season yeah. one. But, yeah, we get introduced. And so that first episode, it, it, it does a lot of the heavy lifting and it's 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 engaging it's fun i still i still love that first episode i think that first episode's fantastic yeah amazing definitely better than the first episode of season 2 well no yeah but you said it's the best pilot of a cartoon ever so yes. how can that be not okay better? it is it is probably better than the first episode but i would say season 2 on a whole is better and on that is your whole <laughs> that is because Season one is the scaffolding in which a masterpiece is built, and that is season two. Season two of Young Justice is in itself a masterpiece of storytelling. It successfully manages to tell a variety of different stories. We have a a plethora of characters who are going through uh, emotional turmoil, physical trauma, um, uh, like relationship breakdowns, building new relationships, discovering who they are, being... Um, face to face with the idea of morality, it's good def- versus evil. Definitely like Avatar: the Last Airbender in the way that it presents some like heavy, heavy topics oh, yeah. in really palatable, digestible format. Where like, you're, like super digestible, yeah. and everything that it presents to its audience is the the audience doesn't have to sit with it for very long. You never sat. Like, with the exception of Wally's death, you never really sat in any of these characters' despair or, or their misery or, or even their happiness because there's so many storylines, there's so many plots, there's so there's so much happening that's pushing this story forward that you're constantly kind of moving on. And that in itself is what this series is. It's a lot of characters moving on from trauma and, and growing. Yeah. And I think... The the main strength of season two is its characters. Season one is a very tight knit cast, and that tight knit cast is is fantastic. I mean, like Superboy, fantastic. We haven't even spoken about Miss Mar- Miss Martian, one of the greatest characters committed to an animated like an animated series. Absolutely ever. fucking amazing. Miss yeah. Martian is fantastic. The compl- complexity of Miss Martian in season one and season two is amazing. In season one, her trying to find her identity as to who she is and not having to pretend. And yeah, struggling with like racial identities and like huge, huge issues. And then in season two, um, struggling with the, like the morality of, if is what she is doing is right. Is if the power she is given and if it's, it's that greater good is, do her do actions outweigh yeah, the ends? Exactly, yeah, and it's outweigh the means. Sorry. And Miss Martian is is dealing with that the whole the whole series, and also her relationship with with Connor Superboy is is fucking like heartbreaking in season <laughs> two. Like it's like not only did Miss Martian do some awful things, but it's also awful to watch two people that you're pretty convinced should be together because they make a great couple. Yeah, I ship them so. Hard. Yeah, I fucking. <laughs> I fucking love him so much. To see their relationship break down in season two is 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 truly heartbreaking. But I mean, I think everything that season two does that is in like a copy or a homage to season one is better. And it it that trickles down to the slightest of things. Like season one, there's this um plot point throughout that's not even a plot point, but there's this there's this um running joke throughout the whole thing of things being whelmed. But yeah, that's yeah. one of my things. The yeah. whelmed and the aster, like instead of disaster. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh. It's just, and yeah. it's it's something that I annoyingly put into my lexicon <laughs> I, for like I a year and a half. It's so it's good. And exactly, they fucking, the, the whelmed, the fucking souvenir, all of this cool little quirky thing is literally just recycled. Yeah, but it's recycled and made into something better because I would say 
mode and the crash and all that stuff that Kid Flash brings in from the future is much it adds so much more depth it's to conversation. Cringe. I love it's it. Cringe crash the mode. Are you kidding me? No, this no, no so I love cringe. it so much. And getting back to the characters, the Wally West coming from the future, the Kid Flash coming from the future. Fantastic. Impulse, yeah. Impulse. I loved him. Not and Wally West. No, no, it's not Wally West. It's his Garfield? No, Garfield Logan is Beast Boy. Oh, okay. Who's Impulse tw- is fuck. I can't believe. I don't I don't um, know very much. But his his act his the real Flash's grandson. Yeah, yeah. So Wally is like a cousin. He's or, a cousin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he, um Impulse is a direct lineage. Fuck yeah. what is his name? I again? can't remember. He fully says it too. Yeah, he says it all the time. <laughs> like, he has zero secret identity. Yeah. Um but anyway, his his him coming from the future and how that changes everything and how he, like his secret mission that he's on adds so much depth to the story, and again, it's it's making the the speedsters in in that in in the DC universe more interesting. Like their whole storyline is more interesting because yeah, we get Bart Allen. Bart Allen, thank yeah. fuck. Um, Barry Allen, stop type, stop typing your fucking emails. <laughs> yeah. fucking. But yeah, like Idiots. you did say we were underqualified. Yeah, we're so fucking yeah. super underqualified. There was a disclaimer. Um, but like, because yeah, we in. Between the five-year gap between season one and season two, Artemis and Wally retire. And, you know, bringing a new speedster on the team is fun and interesting. And Impulse yeah. as a cat, like as a, as a hero is a, is a great hero because he always knows more than he's letting on. Yeah. And they team him up with, I'm going to say, the MVP of season two, Jaime Reyes. <laughs> fucking yeah, Blue Beetle. Jaime's fucking Fucking awesome. slaps across. The- it's so funny when I looked it up and I was like, oh, Jaime, because it's Jamie. Jamie, yeah. yeah. And it's like the Latin way of saying it. I, I've, I We're from th- Australia. Anyone internationally, we don't have Latin speakers here. No. <laughs> I've never, I've always referred to every Jamie I've met from now, from like watching this, I've always called Jaime. I worked with a dude that called is- Jamie. That and is it's factually incorrect. Oh, it made him so angry. That's factually incorrect. You have not referred to my Jamie. I've never referred to Jamie as Jaime. I should do that now. <laughs> when he teases us for playing D&D. Yeah. Oh, um, Jaime. So, you touched on Aqualad earlier. Yes, let's talk about Aqualad. awesome his introduction is. How he's like... This whole teeing up of him being the most pragmatic leader at that point in time mm. because he's older, he's very focused. Like the whole introduction where he's mature. Yeah, where like um, Dick's just like, oh, come on, Batman, hurry up. Like today's the day. Let's get it over with. And Flash is like, and like Kid Flash, the same, like real, like boom, 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 like hurry up. And and yeah, there's the slightly different dynamics with Wally and um, Dick having similar sort of. Like, oh, come on, let's hurry up and get mm. this over and done with. But their mentors being on, on total different ends. Yeah. And seeing the interaction with the arrows is, you know, probably the most whelming out of all of them. But Yeah, um, I think all the arrow storyline is pretty whelming. But Aqualad, seeing him, like, with his king and all of that, and it's such a great introduction to essentially, like, a new character. Mm. Like, Aqualad is not very big in DC Universe in general. And this was, like, a black Aqualad and had this... His, his black man to son and this whole cool origin that, that he had. Like they introduce Aqualad amazingly. Let's jump to season two. Let's see them introduce another Atlantean. 
Don't, uh, do we have to talk about Lagan Boy? <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking want to talk about Lagan Boy. Lagan oh. Boy is trash. He like, sucks so much. It's literally much. the epitome of the two seasons where it's like, yeah. oh, look what we did in season one. This is amazing. Here's Acolyte. It's great. <laughs> oh, let's do the same thing again in season two, but not as good. I was hoping you wouldn't bring up Lagan Boy. <laughs> I fucking. Yeah, man. He it's, sucks. And he it, like, it's, it's really unfortunate because <clears throat> bringing in all these um, new and young heroes into the, into the, the team. Uh, has its you know its pros and its cons, and I'd say one of the biggest cons there is Lagan Boy because he's Lagoon Boy. Lagan, Lagan is his name. Yeah, sorry, I'll call him Lagan Boy. Logan. Um, Logan. <laughs> Logan. Logan. <laughs> <laughs> sorry if your name's Logan. Yeah, it fuck. <laughs> it's a rough name. Anyway, yeah, L- Lagan Boy. He um he's just a pile of shit, and like his character <laughs> makes bad choices. He's, he's there's rude, he's abrasive. Yeah, there's no redeeming no. qualities and at all. Like, even his powers, like, when he hulks up and gets real big, he just looks dumb. Yeah. Like, he, like I don't like his design. little microcephaly. He's, like, yeah. a sh- little shrunken. I, I, I just, I don't like his design. But th- that's, like, these are the, th- comparing the two seasons. Yeah, but you can't, Aqualad, Lagan Boy is not the Aqualad comparison in season Who two. is it, then? Who, Who is it? Just because they're Atlanteans, I would say. Yes, I'm trying. I, to, I'm doing oranges and oranges here. I would say that if you were to make a more accurate comparison as to who Aqualad's role is in the season two, I'm not padding. Um, <laughs> a more accurate comparison for Aqualad in season two, I would probably <laughs> put at. That's got to be the third time I've said that yeah. sentence. <laughs> See, there's no one. Fuck. There's Circle no back one. to me. Yeah. Circle back. We get, like, again, in the beginning, we get introduced, boom, who's our first big boss fight? Fucking blockbuster. Like, an amazing villain of of Superman. Like, such a... And you get to see the way that the team fights them, seeing Dick work out, oh, let's take out these support. And they're working smarter and not harder. Like, that's the first cool thing you see that's, like, the first real fight. Mm. Like, it's just... It's really well done. And the whole Superboy and Miss Martian, like you said, it becomes tragic in season two, which definitely has its, pl- well, has its place in, like, cinematography's tragedy. But, man, it's just so wholesome in season one. Like, they're just, like, this amazing, beautiful couple. They're both, like, outsiders even in this. They're both, like... Don't don't say that word. Off where... <laughs> yeah, we'll, we uh, won't uh, talk about We're not talking about outsiders. Um, I'm not yeah, ready to be both, that angry. But they're both, like have off-world genetics, whether it be full or half. Um, and then the whole, when they go to Bialya, I think it's in episode nine, and um, they Miss Martian helps Superboy um, put his brain back together. In that, you see through the flashes, you see McGann's actual form, her actual white Martian form. And, like, Connor found out about that. Connor knew what she looked like since episode nine and totally kept it like okay all the way until i think it's like all the way up until episode um 22 or something that that the reveal happens and kind of like oh i always knew like it's just so wholesome and beautiful there that fucking cold-hearted episode oh my god fucking amazing seeing like you get getting the full depth of wally in that cold-hearted episode like Mm. it's it's really really good I couldn't find anything to compare to that cold-hearted episode in the other seasons. There might be that one where Jaime is trying to find his friend, the Native American guy who can. That's real. That's a fucking amazing episode. I think that's the only one that I could put close to it in like this 
singular character development. Yeah, cold-hearted, you kind of have to, like, it's all, I would say it's almost in a separate category because that episode is not only, it's not only is it telling, like, a pretty one-shot storyline. Yeah. But it sets up so many things. Like, even, like, season three, it's, it's, yeah. it sets up things in season three that which we'll talk about later, but, yeah, we'll like... Be- when we get over the depression. Oh, fucking. Um, yeah, that's a really good episode. But like season two, like season two has some some fucking amazing episodes when yeah. when you get to it. It like, definitely does. But I'm sure I could find a comparison. I would say one. season two, it's best strength. Oh, also um, Aqualad's, um, you know, the, the Aqualad of season two. I would say it's either Bumblebee maybe. Oh my God. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> She's pretty good. I, I like Bumblebee. He's just like frantically oh, up, like, trying to stall three times. You just like on your phone. He spent anyone listening. He spent the whole time. I just said my last point, not paying any fucking attention. I was listening. Me. No, you weren't. He was just scrolling, being like, "Shit, there's got to be someone. <laughs> there's got to be there's someone. None. There's no. There's no parallels. That, yeah, that's the thing. There's. I can always draw a parallel from season one to season two, but I can never like. But I can't always draw a comparison. Uh, a comparison from season two to season one. I was, yeah, but. There are those comparisons to me, you're right. And as I said, like the season one is the scaffolding in which a beautiful artwork is built upon, which is... This your main point in the That's all I wrote. That's all I wrote, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But but season two, okay, I would say that, yes, season one, season one is undeniably amazing. Season two, though... Because we get to introduce to all these great characters and we don't have to put the footwork in of all these amazing characters that we've already got. We don't need to, like, the five-year gap, we don't need to explain. Uh, they don't, like, the show writers don't need to explain that Dick Grayson is more mature. He is, he's grown up into his role of a leader and he it's is now... Given, yeah. Yeah. So you you don't have to go through all that 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 kind of messy bits of, of characters growing up. And we get to see... A, a whole new slew of, of young heroes who have, you know, interesting powers, interesting backstories, interesting relationships between uh, who they are, who their mentor is and who they want to be. Also... Yeah, I definitely think Blue Beetle... I fucking like, love Blue he Beetle. He shines man. and he he holds that whole but even like season up. But even, like, other characters, like Zatanna is fantastic. All yeah, the Doctor Fate cool. and Zatanna stuff in season two is is amazing. And, like... What what about what about yeah like uh, Bumblebee? She's not an amazing character, but her her storyline with with um, the Guardian. Muggle oh, yeah. <laughs> is um, is fa- Mao Mao is is fantastic, and yeah, season one has has the benefits of stuff like like stuff like Mount Justice. You'll will never you'll never be able to recreate the emotional feeling of of Mount Justice as a as a place. In, in season one, because Mount Justice in season one is, is it's their home. It's where they grow. It's where they become a family. It's where they become a team. Yeah. And in season two, you can't replace that. Like they, they just blew it up. They just blew it up. And like, <laughs> yeah, you can't replace that. But again, there's, there's things in season two. I guess that's the other redeeming part of season two is the Miss Martian Aqualad like saga. That is fucking so cool. good. Yeah. Like, and like, they don't keep us on the on the edge of our seat for long with the with the Tigress Artemis um reveal. Like yeah. Yeah, I think it's in episode it's only like eighteen or like fourteen minutes where it hasn't been confirmed that Artemis is dead. Yeah. Um but the Miss Martian not knowing and also 
fucking up Aqualad because of it. Like the yeah, like the consequences that action has, and then the the repercussions on Dick and on like for his decisions. And yeah, it's it's definitely awesome. It's yeah. it's fantastic. And yeah. also, like the Aqualad reveal, even though it's not you're not kept on the line long enough, it you do believe it. It is a believable betrayal because yeah. There's enough trauma there and for it to happen, you yeah, know? Yeah, there's the big time skip. There's family times. You also see, like, the little nods they give to the fans of, like, Tula's death and, um, mm. like, Tim was there as well too. Like, Yeah. Yeah, so I was – when I first watched it, I was like, oh, is that meant to be, like, Dick's Robin being retired? And I was like, oh, no, it's actually Tim. Like, Not Tim. Um, um, Jason. Jason, sorry. Yeah, yeah Jason Todd. Which yeah. is interesting because I always thought they'd bring in a Red Hood. I really did. I know. Um, it, it's, I was waiting for it. I, and I thought we'd get it in season three. I know we're not talking about season I thought we would get it at season three because it even down, it being like, the Outsiders, yeah. I was like, yeah, Jason, like a Red Hood would fit into a team called the Outsiders. That yeah. that makes sense. He's he's quite literally an, an outsider. outsider. Yeah, more of a vigilante anti-hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deal. But he never came, yeah. which is which is weird because they've gone, they've brought in heroes so that I never thought they would. Season two just could have... Could have been better with an introduction. Introduction. Look, we had uh, two extra episodes you could have chucked in. Uh, two fucking. I don't think a Red Hood could have fit in season two. There's no, so definitely. much happening in season two. Like season two, for all its good points, I think misses out when it because there's so many characters introduced. There's a few characters that I wish got more time, and I think are going to get more time in an upcoming season, especially Rocket. Yeah, I, can't I loved Rocket, in, yeah. and we get her. So briefly. She is so briefly in season two. I know. I wish they'd swapped Halo with Rocket in season three. Man, we just keep coming back to season <laughs> yeah, three. We, we'll we'll have to do a whole episode where we just shit all over season yeah. three. <laughs> but, like, Rocket's not the only character that doesn't get enough. Wonder Girl, I feel like, could have yeah, got a whole lot Cassie, more. Yeah, yeah. But and the, we, we barely get enough of Batgirl in that season, mm. spoiler for season three, she becomes Oracle. Oracle. She gets shot and loses the ability to move her legs. Like we, we miss out on that. So much development of mm. that. Like we do get Alpha Team one time when they're all girls. When you got like Wonder Girl, Bat Miss Martian, Bat Girl, um, MM, and who else is there? Maybe there's another just, one. Yeah, who's the other one? That's when Bumblebee. Yeah, that's right, because yeah. that's when they go to Queen B, they go to Bialia. Man, that's a good arc. The Bialia stuff's really fucking good. Yeah. Man, there's so many good arcs. But, like, okay, we haven't really spoken about um, the invasion part of Season 2 yet, because that's what I want to talk about. The villains, okay, the Reach yeah, that, that come to Earth and the capturing of the metahumans, the, the teaming up with Lex Luthor, the, the Reach drink, all of it, all of it. Yeah, the, is the Reach versus Light type, mm. like the Vandal Savage being in there. It's awesome. It's it's it's, it's really cool. good complex storytelling. Yeah, and the Reach get to like those those especially the two alien forefronters, the 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 Black Beetle and Green Beetle. Oh, oh no, no, no the, the, the the Chancellors or whatever yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, those two, they get yeah, they get such an interesting role in season two, where the first half they're menacing, terrifying villains. And then later in the in the season, they become bumbling idiots. Yeah, like they so do get idiot. to make that transition. That's cool, buddy. Thanks, Casper. <laughs> but yeah, they get a they get a um, they get a just writing down the time so I can edit that out. <laughs> they get um, the yeah, in the second half of the season, they become these kind of like bumbling kind of idiots almost. Especially when it comes to Black Beetle. Yeah, they're they're definitely pushed down. And but. I love it. I love that rise and fall of a villain. I think I think it's a great arc, and it's something 
Because the villains in season one are so menacing. Like, they're so terrifying in season one. Like, Randall Savage, like, all of Vandal. it. Vandal. Did Randall. I say Randall? Randall. <laughs> That's his British Randall. <laughs> A bit more horny. Yeah. <laughs> Do I make you Randall? Randall, baby. Are you Randall, baby? That's fucking heinous. Another... <laughs> Another um, episode that's just as amazing, I think, as Cold Hearted that doesn't really have a parallel, Failsafe. Is that the that's red... Miss Martian, that's Miss Martian putting everyone in the um, 100% loss um, program. Yes. They're doing that oh psychic my training. Oh, my God. That is Artemis f- dies. fucked. Yeah. yeah. Raw, raw, yeah. emotional, beautiful. And then how that sets up the next episode... And then the previous after, like how things from that flow on yeah. from that. And you see Connor goes off with the new gods, the forever people and stuff, rather than doing the mm. the interview and how you, you see um, black canaries start like chipping away a bit at, at these facades. Amazing. And then a good introduction to like, even Martian Manhunter says like, she's the most powerful in terms of raw power. Miss Martian's the most powerful telepath he has ever met. Like, so she's untrained at that point in time, but so raw, powerful. And and that is just, that one had me going a lot more than the um, than the Black Manta Aqualad type deal where I was certain, like, you were sure that shit was happening. You were, There was no, no reason for you to believe that that was not what was actually happening. But then they show you back and like, oh, and that's why you reacted like this in mm. this way. And then they, it, the, so so well written that yeah i would say maybe like a storyline that is comparable is the uh character we haven't really touched the the roy uh the roy harper yeah he's got cool arcs his his kind of fall from grace in in between season one and season two and the the kind of Chase, like wild goose chase that he goes on to find the the, the original mole. oh the original the, the original well, yeah Roy. But that's season one where he's looking for the mole again beautifully set up mm, and it's like broken arrow twist, boom, you were the mole the whole time you dickhead yeah like, it's real good but yeah. like him trying to find the the real, Roy. the real Roy and you know feeling like an imposter and starting a family with Cheshire all that stuff like yeah. that whole arc throughout season two is a it's. It definitely doesn't take main pitch uh, like the like the mainstay in an episode, and it definitely feels kind of like a, a B plot category, but, yeah, but it carries a lot of heart, yeah, like uh, so much heart, and especially when the original Roy comes back and he becomes talking Arsenal. About, talk, talking about basically totally irredeemable characters, let's talk yeah. about another fucking asshole. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, Legan, he's such a dick. I hate him, and then you get introduced to Arsenal. Arsenal. Fuck, he's like, a dick. Oh, that's way worse. Put him back in the fucking chamber, <laughs> yeah. hey. Take his other arm. What a but cunt. Again, <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Um, like it's, he's got good arc. And when they're, um, trying to release like Mongol, um, from the big reach ship, when they're like letting out the prisoners and that Mm. sort of stuff, um, him being like, I'm not getting captured. I'm not putting in a pod like this real drive. And then the, the relationships between (laughs) 
all of the Harpers. <laughs> Man, oh, I don't want to bring up season three again. Oh, I know. But like when you see that, that there's like there's like there's an episode in season three pretty early on in the season just before it crushes all your hopes and dreams. There's yeah. an episode where like there's three Roy Harpers. No, no well, it's like the original Guardian who's original his Guardian. Like cousin. Yeah. And then there's Clone Roy and, and Roy and Roy Arsenal and then Tim's there it's, as well and too. it's fucking and it's the, like a great episode. It's actually very funny and very good. Um, and doesn't belong in that season. No, <laughs> fuck, I hate that season. Oh. Yeah, um, but yeah, completely irredeemable character. Yeah, basically, and, fucking and the sucks. same as fucking Legan. So like, where is that in season one? Oh, exactly. Wait, there's not. But the thing that about. Irredeemable characters is it gives you someone on screen to hate. Everyone in season one is so great. There's so many good. It, it's too yeah, many diamonds, not hate, enough like, rough. You can't hate Luther or Savage. Luther's or fantastic like in yeah. it, and like I, I don't know how much G. Jordan uh, Jeffrey is in season no, one, he's but not. he's not. Yeah, he's, I didn't think he's so. Introduced in again. <laughs> Another one who's like basically irredeemable, but fantastic. Yeah, I again, love. He, he's the only character you need to put in there to direct everyone's hate to. See, so there's plenty good. enough. They didn't have to put in like five extra people to hate. No, you but they do Gordon because God. they put in ten extra ones to love. Like there's so many good new characters in there. Like even characters that were in season one become so much more in depth. Like they're not even like Sphere, Sphere, yeah. Wolf. All these characters like. How good is Wolf in season two? Yeah. Like an actual member of of Young Justice. Well, he did um, help out quite a bit in um, the Agendas um, episode 22 um, where Superboy goes back to Cabinus and fights mm. Match. Yeah. Wolf helps out Wolf quite a bit. Yeah, there. Wolf rocks. And then that's the reveal of the... Um, the shields and that Lex is the other half of Superboy, and yeah. it's great. And then that just leads into like insecurity, performance, like fantastic line in season four about the Lex Luthor Superboy heritage by Beast Boy. That is like, it is like it's two seasons in the making, <laughs> but it is like the perfect one liner for Beast Boy to have. Speaking of which, Beast Boy season two. What a character. Yeah. It fills the role of that energetic, youthful character that the team always needs. The the role that um the role that uh Dick filled in the first season and Wally filled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hole that Dick yeah. just crammed himself into. That snug hole that Dick in. was just right into. Um Beast Boy slid Boys. in nicely. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost it. <laughs> the, I've dynamic, lost it. the dynamic with Beast Boy and Impulse is also really a fantastic cool. character. Because again, they're both like these oh ha ha high energy like, ADD riddled fucking yeah absolute nightmares. Again, let's just shit on season three again for a little bit. Why the fuck did they change his voice to the voice actor who? did Why the, the fuck did they make him an annoying celebrity that is like so pure trash? He's fucking awful. And so it, see, look, it's a hard debate to determine if one or two is better. Easy debate to determine. Season three, three is, is the, the worst. worst. Yeah. <laughs> I've only seen like five episodes of season four. Automatically better than all of season oh, three. Yeah, fucking oath. Yeah. Season three is... I think there's only 13 or four out now. It's got to the half Yeah, season. Yeah, half season break, which is good because I want to catch up and be ready to go for the next, the start of uh, the second half of the, fir- the fourth season. Already watched it. That, yeah, that's when I, when I said I've watched every episode at least 20 times. It must be some ridiculous number more than that because I've already watched every episode of season four four times at least. Yeah, wow. I've I just, when something new comes out, I'll watch it that day, I'll watch it the next day, and then I'll watch it the day next week that yeah, it comes of out. Yeah, of course. At least. Yeah, of course. 
I don't think I'll, like I'll definitely go back and rewatch season one and season two a few more times. Like I've 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 held off showing it to my to my kids, uh, to my eldest, because I want him to be at the right age where he enjoys it from the start. Like because yeah. it is it is heavy, but it's I think it's such a great series, and I think I think in particular my eldest will get will get a fucking big kick out of it because it is all the superheroes stuff that is so prevalent in like modern day society. I mean, since the Marvel bo- movies come out, MCU, like yeah, like superheroes are just fucking everywhere. Mainstream, yeah, but, but it's def- it's, it's one like Avatar: Last Airbender where it's like if you kids watch this from a young age, they're gonna grow up to be like well adjusted yeah. members of society who understand like complex things like trauma and gender identity and yeah, yeah Jesus morality. Christ, and, yeah, these huge topics that are just so well done and like and season season two does like it tackles those those issues again but because it's diversified its main characters and its main cast so much we get to see perspectives and point of views that we would not have seen in season one because we get to see like like just just going off like ethnicity alone like we get uh, the first hispanic member of the team we get the first native american like, yeah, yeah we and get a japanese oh fuck yes we do like it's yeah. so good see my scent oh man i love that episode so fucking much i fucking mm. but like i man i I love Young Justice so much and i love season 1 and season 2 of Young Justice and i yeah. think the thing i'm going to come out of this debate feeling is just it's amazing that they pulled off two amazing series of of this of it, this show. Yeah, this was definitely a, a whole different monster to me than the Yu-Gi-Oh debate because in my mind, oh, like it was already one. It was mm. easy for me to determine that. Whereas, like, I didn't have a strong opinion that season one was better than season two. Like, I neither I used do to, I. It's in, like in essentially honesty. the same thing because so much of setup in season one comes to fruition in season two. And like, yeah, and it, even going back to how it aired on TV, like I was talking, we were yeah, talking about off this the pod, off yeah. the pod, but yeah, when it first, when Young Justice was first airing uh, in the states, season one and season two weren't divided. Uh, episode 22 uh, of season one aired one week and then the next week it just went straight into season two. Not 22, with, mate. It's season one and it's got a good amount of episodes. Oh, no, season 26. one's 26, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, the yeah, so episode 26 aired of season one and then the next week it went straight into episode one of season two. Yeah. And the viewers were just left with a five-year gap straight away and they didn't know. And that's because these aren't two separate seasons. Yeah. It is very much... It's one story. It's one story told over two seasons. And that's what's amazing that... Which sucked that season three did suck a bit. Um, A bit. But... A bit. Yeah. Fuck. Um, But it was amazing because the guy who made it, like the creators were like, oh, this was originally meant to be binged and they were so stoked when it finally got to Netflix and a whole bunch of people were first introduced to it coming on Netflix Mm. and then just smashed the shit out of it. And they're like, okay, cool, we'll do our next two seasons now. I mean, And then that's the same thing. You could watch from... Episode one, season one, all the way up to episode thirteen, season four, and it'd be coherent. Like it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a coherent storyline, just the same as Avatar: Last Airbender. And it, sure, there's there's time gaps or there's um, there's differences, but it is a coherent story. And it all like we still follow our main cast, no matter how many you know other characters get introduced and you know, how many plot lines these other characters take up the the main cast is always still there yeah, the Dick's main still there dick McGann's still there artemis Connor, yeah artemis there's like there's a core that mm. that it revolves around and it's even referenced throughout the show constantly by those main characters that they started this team 
um, in spite of the Justice League. They wanted a, a team to belong to. They wanted to create something of their own and they just happened to create something that was inclusive, uh, representative of the Justice League, but also... Um, yeah, there's better. Better, better it's, representation in the team than in the league. <laughs> yeah, and also it it I feel like the Justice League and you see this a lot in in the later seasons, the Justice League fails to do what it was set out to do. In yeah. in so much as in so that we see a spoiler alert for the the later couple of seasons, we see a lot of the key members of the Justice League leave the Justice League. Like Batman oh. steps down from the Justice League and although it's not a, a, a official step down, you could almost look at it the 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 ju- the young justice the Bat team family and black lightning things are part of what says season 3 <laughs> for making black, it black lightning total does a, a hell of a lot of lifting when it comes to season 3 yeah, and the bat family saga yeah like uh, agreed yeah and their um, interaction with each other but like the the young the young justice league the covert team itself is better a better representative of what the justice league was originally supposed to do yeah save people help Give them hope. Yeah, give hope to the world. A beacon of hope. And that's what the Young Justice team is because they are themselves still hopeful. And that's what is great that every season introduces new characters to be hopeful because if, if if season one Dick Grayson is very hopeful... Season four, Dick Grayson can't be because he's gone through what yeah. those three seasons were. So by... Because I think there's... It's 10 years from the beginning to... So... Five in, years, one year. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was just watching season three and um, like up through There's a Whole Zatanna saga oh, and her God, talking about how she's now 27, not 17, mm. or 25, not 15 or something like that, which was what she was in the episode um, where they the world splits, the kids and the adults. Great episode. Fucking oh, so, good. so good that it shows Captain Marvel shining so much throughout that whole thing. And again, the the episode where they're like showing, putting league members, they're like, oh, does this person join? And they're like, oh, let's talk about Billy. And it's like, oh, because so it turns out he's 10. And then like, no, Wonder Woman's like, no, I knew him. Batman's like, oh, I knew. <laughs> so good. Yeah, epic. But even that, like Wonder Woman's like, oh, and Athena knows we can use some more females on the team. Because there's like Black Canary... Wonder Woman, Hawk Woman, and I, Rocket gets on the team really. Yeah, yeah, yeah but like that because they were talking about Rocket. Yeah. There. So there was like three or four females on the whole Justice League. Like the team is literally a much better representation of diversity in yeah. race and gender and identity and stuff like Not that. Not to mention all the all the all the female on the on the Young Justice team, the covert team, fucking kick oh man when you see them take on lobo when they're like greater team or whatever in that episode and like that girl fucking yeah oh she's so good in that scene just like yeah come on let's let's fucking go like yeah i love batgirl in season two like honestly and and wonder girl is fucking awesome and and the same thing she's got this sort of like innocence like she's a bit she's a fangirl she's a fangirl and it's and she's a bit too like yeah like rambunctious like and she's oh shit like i'm getting so much nervous energy yeah it's like a really fucking cool character. That, mm. uh, yeah, like I, I said, it's so hard for me to like. I did it because I, I like to debate. Yeah, and debate. I'm, and I'm a bit yeah. of a wordsmith. And I can try and put together arguments, but like this didn't have the same validity as it did with Yu-Gi-Oh. Although I love season one of this more than I loved Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't hate season two. No, I think it's I impossible. GX. It's impossible. <laughs> like I think, especially if you're a fan of superheroes, but I think if you're a fan of just Good storytelling because yeah. 
Even even if you are someone who is burnt out on superheroes. Yeah, or never known about the DC. You're not introduced mm. to it and stuff. You don't have to be. No, and because the storytelling stands up so long, like, and the writing as well. Like, some of these characters are so well written that you there's, – there's definitely points where you – you never question their decisions because all the decisions that every character makes feels so right to For that them. character. Yeah, exactly. You're not like, why are you doing that? Like, even when, like, Legan's being a dick or when fucking, um, uh, Roy. fucking Roy's being a dick or something like that, you're not like, oh. It's earned. Everything's Why are you earned. doing that? Yeah. Like, yeah, I get I get why you would be feeling that way. It's so real and raw and just amazingly done. Like, it's it's up there in in my top handful, like with Adventure Time and regular show. I would say, and yeah. The fact that it's like, oh, Adventure Time and The Last Airbender, sorry, where it's like beautiful, entertaining, family-friendly from high to low, but also like so topical mm. and deep. And and that's the thing with good writing. Like it's, it's, it's easy to write a tragic story or it's easy to write an emotional story. Um, it's a lot harder to write a good emotional story. Yeah. Like it's a lot harder to write a story that is heart-wrenching that you still want to watch, which they managed to do really well from from like start to finish. And, and like, just – yeah, sorry, you go. I was just like – I just – and like we, we talk about how, how good the writing is and how good the characterizations are and how interesting it all is and it backs all that up with still – some of the most amazing animated action scenes oh, that you yeah, that you get to see in cartoons. And like, that, that's so crazy that we haven't even really talked no. much about the, the whole fighting side of it or just the general, like, animation yeah. of it because that's just fucking amazing too. It, but it, it just comes as a, as a footnote to, to yeah. the writing, because which in is a, the, somehow the standout. Yeah, in any other, in any other show... We spend, uh, like, in any other review, we spend a great deal of time talking about, like, the aesthetic of a show, how good something looks. Yeah, and the we drawing haven't, in that, yeah. We haven't really mentioned that because it's, it's you don't notice it even though it's so great because everything else around it is so great as well. Yeah, but, like, exactly. Like, Aqualad is a perfect example. His action set pieces that he gets, there is one scene in particular where he's fighting someone in a hotel room. Um, Cheshire. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> Jellyfish toxin. It's I'm largely immune. Fucking like that whole scene is amazing. Oh, the way he, he draws, uses his magic, draws that water up. Because the way that that's cut is really well done yeah. too. Because there's the Eurasian, like the North Eurasia and South Eurasian people arguing. Fucking, what's his face? Luther's there trying to sort it out, and then Cheshire comes in, sets off this big explosion, and all you see is like it just her setting off this bomb. Cut. Big explosion, boom, cuts to where a commercial ad break would have been. Yeah. And then if you're not watching it on TV because you're not a fucking idiot, um, it just cuts to Aqualad reaching out with these little fucking handle things, pulling all of the water to make this amazing shield. And, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just, like, tough as fuck, man. Man. Yeah, and all yeah, all the action set pieces stand out as just, like, there's no bad points in it, which is that it's wild. The Doctor Fate. Um, when they're fighting that um, the split world with um, like where the kids and the adults, that's it's fucking amazing. And Aqualad taking the lightning on and like yeah, it, yeah, that's crazy that I didn't even think like I'm such a fucking animation nerd too. Yeah, and the way that like their smoke sims are done really well. Like when Beast, uh, not Beast, when fucking um, Kid Flash will come and kick something up, and you'll see the like, speedsters always yeah. look so great, like and every, speedsters look trash in so much. Yeah, shit. it's so easy to just like slap some motion blur mm. on something and call it a day. 
but there, yeah, it's it's beautifully animated. It's it's fucking amazing. Fucking, yeah, it's it truly is amazing. <laughs> yeah, and it and it starts strong too because that's the thing. Like Avatar: the Last Airbender, the animation is a lot jankier in the first season. Like the, mm. the lines aren't as crisp. The the powers of most of the characters are lower too, so the fight scenes are less epic and, and stuff. And it's in like it's that. in 4-3 too, like it's four three ratio. Yeah. So it, it's it's physically a smaller screen where Yeah, and there's also like fucking a hundred um drawings per episode or something. Yeah. Ridiculously minimal sometimes. Yeah. But you look at Young Justice and it's like twelve frames per second. And the transitions and the the it's such a fucking sh- not shit thing, but it's it's such a nerdy thing to I suppose talk about but the font in the transitions is yeah. like my favorite font <laughs> ever i fucking love it and the way they do the transitions the the subtle writing at the bottom so you always know what location you're in but the way it, it doesn't hold your hand when it does it it's yeah. not like and there's i would say exposition wise it feels very light on a lot of exposition oh, definitely like just a little little brief it comes up mount justice 600 like mm. hours eastern standard time that's it. Or Happy Harbor, the twelfth of December. Oh, happy yeah, it's yeah, um, it's awesome. It's it's really well done. The sound design is fucking amazing. Oh, it's so good. The, the the theme is fucking beautiful. Like yeah, and then the theme in season two where they add in that little sound for when Invasion pops up. So good. I remember wow. the first the first time I watched that and I saw Invasion come up in the bottom. I was like, oh, so hyped. Yeah, I'm like, fuck too. yeah. I, and the, it's crazy because. Young Justice took a huge break between season two and three. And I... I think it literally has actually been 10, ten years, years from season one to season four now. And I was one... I I, I didn't think it was coming back. I was pretty oh, convinced. I was 100% I was, certain too. And I'm like, it sucks because the fucking... Like, the war world, Savage has the oh. war world. There's this whole thing between, like, the apocalypse and their anti-life We still didn't know what the Savage light was. And stuff like know? that. There's... Yeah, there's this, like... Yeah. There's this huge fucking missing piece of it. Mm. I'm like... Because I remember when it when I saw the end of it, and and every night when I fucking rewatch that last episode, I was like, it's so hype! I can't wait until yeah. we get to see where the fuck Savage is, where the fuck the War World's doing, like all of that. Yeah, shit. Or just there was so many threads left un, un untied. Yeah, and when when I heard season three came out, I was really excited. I never got around to watching it until recently. Yeah, just because it was just it was weirdly hard to get in Australia. Like, it just wasn't streaming on anything. And yeah, I, I was, at that point, I just wasn't downloading illegally. Um, <laughs> nor I'm not doing that now either, feds. Um, <laughs> yeah. I definitely don't still have Young Justice. <laughs> yeah, so I think I've got on, like, four hard drives. I, I, um, I have season three and what's out of four now. Oh, too. man. But, like, yeah, like, coming into season three, and I just want to, we really need to start wrapping up just to get out of this oh, uh, studio because yeah. it is fucking hot. Oh, yeah, I'm, I've lost, like... There's so much sweat on me. It's so (laughs) gross. Um, We should start wrapping up. We are going to do an episode on season three and season four. We'll probably just talk about them together. I think um, so. Just because there's not much I want to talk about season three just because it's a pile of fucking garbage. We just spend half an hour shitting. It's so bad. But um, as for like debate wrap up, I would say the conclusion is both season one and two are fantastic. Are amazing and watch them both. Watch yeah. them both. <laughs> yeah. And it's I don't think we should ever refer to it as season one and season two. I think it's, it's like just part young, one yeah. of Young Justice. Yeah, part one of Young Justice. And we're yeah. now into part two. Because it's literally broken into four parts too because they're yeah. like double long seasons that have gaps in the middle of them. So yeah. it's like season one, 1.2. Yeah. <laughs> season 1.3 and 1.4. I know. I know. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. It's been yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it was awesome. That was really fun. It was, yeah... 
a good format to be able to <laughs> to get our shit out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, make sure you're on the Instagram at lordsofdorktown at gmail.com is the uh, email if you want to get in touch with us and the Instagram is just at lordsofdorktown. There's make also sure a Reddit. Not very active. No. Uh, we're not very active. Instagram seems to be where we do most of our engagement and just, yeah, email if you want to catch up and chat if you've got any questions for us. Also, check any out... suggestions on episodes? Yeah. Uh, well, who's your favourite Young Justice character? I'd like to get a yeah. thread going. Uh, also, check out What's Your Obsession, another podcast that I do with good friend Callum. He's my brother. Yep, episodes coming out all the time. You're actually going to be on an episode of What's Your Obsession coming up soon. Oh, yeah, that'll be sick. sick. Uh, yeah, do you want to sign us off there, Tyo? Stay dorky, everyone. You. Let's crash the mode, brother. <laughs> Stay well. <laughs>